Boom. Uh, we are not live. We're not live at all because uh, Terry is dumb and lives in a country that's far away from me. Um, and I'll get to him in a second. So, uh, yeah, we we, uh, we tried to arrange this for a while, this whole calling thing. And, and if anyone is watching this, you're undoubtedly seeing on YouTube um, with my picture over it because um, I actually thought of putting my picture and then switching over every time Terry talks. And I realized that especially if we cross over each other, that would just be an unbearable pain in the ass. So um, it's just going to be my picture, which if you're looking at it now, you probably already know. Um, so Terry was uh, so kind because he was the first person to went down this little road of mine of uh, talking to people I like, admire, or otherwise find interesting. And it was sort of a last-minute thing. As I recall, and you can fill me in in a second, Terry, um, I think I just, like, on a Sunday, I think it was the day of, I just wrote and said, hey, I uh, want to do this silly thing I'm doing. And, uh, and he was like, uh, not really. Uh, and I was like, please, please. And he was like, oh, all right, you shut up and stop begging. Now, ironically, um, about a year later, uh, maybe a few months ago, he started writing me. It was like, so, when am I coming out? When am I coming on? And I was like, what the and he, he wouldn't leave me alone. It was like Facebook messages. It was Google Plus messages. It was Twitch messages, which is weird because I'm barely on Twitch. But um, finally, 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 we were able to uh, settle a time and figure out the time difference, which I just remembered. Uh, you said it was like a half hour. To, oh, oh, so go ahead, uh, Terry. How are you? How the fuck are you? All that good stuff. I'm pretty fucking good, but don't you have to oh. – you got to go. You, you have to go, right? To make an appointment with your uh, therapist, because it sounds oh, no, like you no, sounds sounds like you might be a little delusional there. Oh, God. for a second there, I thought you were actually, and I was like, not on air, man, not on air. Uh, <laughs> which, of course, there is none of since we're not on air, but uh, we'll just pretend like we are. Yeah, no, I'm I'm quite delusional. Um, Oh, I forgot to do house cleaning, uh, but you know what, that's, that's not such a big deal. There's actually only two items there. One is I have stupidly, and you can tell me how you feel about this, gotten into, in, uh, not internet, um, well, I guess internet, but specifically, uh, YouTube and, uh, Facebook debate again with believers. And I, I just repeatedly tell myself not to do this. And yet, shit comes up and I'm like, oh, god damn it. And I say something. And the next thing I know, I'm just, it's like, you know, it's five hours later and I've had a few so that's one thing. I'm just annoyed at myself. It's not really like, you know, there's nothing drama-wise that's happened to me. The other thing, actually, is I'm not going to give any details because it's very preliminary at this point, but something may happen involving this show and possibly another and stuff. So um, I, I nothing's public yet, so I'm not going to make it public yet, but um, um, it could be kind of exciting, not in a, like, oh, I'm going to get blown by a horse exciting, which actually I don't think would be very exciting at all because they got really big fucking thick teeth. But sort of just always oh, in that neat exciting. Like, you know, the kind of thing that you wouldn't care about, Terry, and that most people wouldn't, but, you know, it'd be, it'd be like, oh, isn't that cool? So um, I will, if this does happen, I'll, of course, announce it um, more publicly and more loudly and more annoyingly. But if it is not, then I'll just, like, let it go and not say anything else about it ever again, in which case people will be like, oh, what are you talking about? Anyway, sorry, uh, back to my delusion, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, half of what you said at the beginning was, wasn't was true, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Exactly. As I recall, the first time I was on, uh, on, on the show, uh, you did most of the talking, and uh, 
I didn't really get a whole lot. So I felt, first of all, a little bit gypped. Second of all, well, there is that. Yeah, second of all, like, you know, you didn't beg me. I was like, let's do it. Because oh. I just love the sound of my own voice. Unfortunately, the first time I was on, I didn't get to hear it that much. So, uh, oh, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of like, I kind of feel like I should get back on there so I can, people can actually know a little bit about me rather than, yeah. uh, time yeah. spin on it. However, I yeah. don't think I've at this time either, seems you you've spun the episode up quite a bit at the beginning. Oh, totally. <laughs> well, you know what's so funny is um, uh, everyone feels compelled to mock how I talk, which like it's so funny because um, uh, my wife also she's like, oh god, you never shut up. I'm like, sorry. I mean, uh, yeah. So what can I say? Yeah, I I don't know if you know of uh, Subman. USN on uh, Twitter, but he, he just was like, well, I can't believe anybody, you know, can say anything at all, ever. I'm like, okay, yes, we get it. Thank you. Why don't you put up the, the brick wall behind you and the mic in front of you and go, let's go back to 84 because yeah. man, that shit is funny. Um, but no, no, it's, it's, uh, I, I actually for a long time was warning people like, hey, I, I tend to rant and I also, you know, do, partially due to bandwidth issues, uh, also tend to cut people off. So I've actually stopped apologizing for that because it's like, well, shit's <laughs> gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> what do well, you hey, do? like I gotta be, I gotta be honest. Like I really don't care. I'm just happy to to have uh, to get on and 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 uh, and and have have a chat. And if it well, was, of course like, you are. If it was, if it was the reverse. Like if I was, if I had a show and I was interviewing you, I'm pretty sure I'd be uh, at fault for the same sort of thing because. Like, I can just ramble on and on and on and on. And what you were saying about the, the whole Facebook debates and stuff like that, like, uh, I think you, you're, you need to be honest with yourself. You just love yeah. arguing, right? Like, and not, I don't, when I say arguing, I don't mean in a negative way. I mean, you just, right. you, you enjoy the intellectual process, it helps you reinforce your, your own, your, uh, your own ideas and helps you to, identify flaws in your own logic. That's partly partially why I like argumentation. Diving in right. where I need to improve and all that kind of thing. It's really a it's less about trying to convince the other person. There's a little bit of that in there and it's but it's more about refining yourself, I think, and self improvement. I mean I'm sure that's part of it. I, I would be lying though if I didn't say that I at least partly got off on it. And I don't know what the science behind that is, but I would be I'm sure there's some someone studied this at some point uh, because I definitely feel surges of adrenaline. I also, I imagine dopamine's involved. Um, but th the thing for me that's kind of also backwards about that is there are a number of people with whom I've gotten into some pretty heated things, and I was doing that stupid thing where I was like checking my messages every two seconds to see what their last, and. I have to admit, I don't find it really productive even as much as I've engaged in it because at that point, it's it's about just playground bullshit. Um, and that I don't find very productive, even though I have very guilty of uh, engaging in it. I mean, I won't name names because I, I try not to, but there are – there's at least one person. I don't know if you know this person, but I, I kind of barely do um, – and something happened that I reacted to on some other show, and that doesn't even matter so much as it was a, uh, oh, God, what do you call it? An impetus, I guess? Um, I was annoyed by it, and I said that. 
you know, I, I said uh, on Twitter, like, I'm annoyed by this, and this is why. And then this person got all pissed off, and then I retorted, and she got more pissed off. And, I re- and, and then I realized, like, my mentioning it online in the way that I did, and I think I specifically added her, it's like, it's like well, Anton, that's really not a very mature thing to do. Like, you're basically picking a fight with a lady. And why? Like, just to piss, you know, it's just, what what's the point? And so, now this is where I'm proud of myself, although socially it was uh, sort of detrimental, was I, I, I apologized. I said, like, you know what, I, yeah, I shouldn't have done this, and so there we go. And what's interesting about that to me, actually, is that um, at least one other person kind of jumped on me with that and was like, well, next time just don't do it at all. And it was like, and I, I kind of felt like saying, well, fuck you. Like, you do shit like this all the time, and people kiss your ass, so how about this? Eat my shit. Um, yeah. And that, that wouldn't have been useful, so I just ignored the, the person. Um, yeah. But I, I was definitely not proud of, like, you know, why am I doing this? What am I getting out of this? Um, and then the adrenaline surge, and it just it wasn't pleasant. But generally speaking, I completely agree with you. Um, yeah. I think it's well, good. But, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, well, what I, I think, though, is that, uh, oh, I totally lost my train of thought. Fuck you, Anton. <laughs> I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> the um, the whole uh, in ideas, I, I think, is a good point because um, this thing I was having last night, actually, um, uh, oh, uh, the issue, uh, the heart of the issue, as I recall, was um, someone in Colorado has a bakery, and I'm sure you've heard these stories before, um, he did not want to bake a wedding cake for a gay couple because doopy doopy doop. And right. I, I guess, I don't remember the specifics of it, but I, I guess legally he's violating something which may render him having to serve jail time. And right. I, I think it's a little ridiculous, but um, but like that's sort of the, the background. So I happened to see a comment, and, and I basically said, look, as long as you choose to engage with the community, like having shop in a city, um, you're kind of obligated to, you know, play nice with others. And this is actually, I changed, I had felt differently about it, but then I was legally proved wrong. And someone got on my case, and and that's sort of, you know, where it began and went back and forth. And at some point, um, I said, I'm actually a staunch supporter of uh, free expression, um, freedom of speech. And then this other person uh, who is not antagonizing me um, said, well, you know, there are exceptions, like, like, you know, like, I said, yes, no, you're absolutely right. I oversimplified. I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, there we go. So, yeah, I mean, there are always opportunities for self-improvement or just immediate, like, oh, shit, I fucked that up. Sorry. Yeah. You know. Well, what I think one of my favorite things to do now is uh, – and it's actually it's always been this way – is to – when you get into a de- – into a debate or a discussion with someone, especially like a, a believer or whatever, and and you're slowly kind of backing them into that inevitable corner, right? Right. Um, like it will eventually start to devolve where they'll yep. it'll start it'll start to become more personal, right? So right. What, I, what I like to do is not bite uh, because when it comes to especially if you're like a Facebook group or something like that or or, or a forum. If you don't devolve, but just stick to your guns and stay even just kind of passively positive about the whole discussion, then in fact, uh, wow. 
Like the, the, the person will, it'll devolve and it'll devolve and they'll chase their own tail and chase their own tail and they'll finally, they give up. And, uh, right. I, I was having a discussion on one atheist, it was a Canadian atheist group and, uh, on Facebook, and we were having this age-old discussion, which is now age-old, even though it's only been going on for like a month and a half, about how Sam Harris is a, a, a bigot and a racist. Oh, I fucking hate that shit. And, yeah, I know, right? And, and like Sam Harris is currently my favorite of all of the... Uh, uh, That's I, right. I, you like him better than Dicky Doc, which I personally resent. And I will fight you to death over. Who? Dicky Doc. That's what I call him. <laughs> because everybody else, right? Uh, Richard Dawkins. I, I like to call him Dicky oh. Doc, and I've been trying to make it happen for like three years now. And I like I tagged it on my site for the longest time, and no one ever uses it. Yeah. I, I even tried to use it as a hashtag, and nobody cared. Nobody cared at all. <laughs> I, you know, but, I. What I don't, what I find uh, about Dawkins is, and a lot of them now, is that they like they're they like to play with the trolls by right. like, posting posting things that I think are defensible, but out of context in such a way to gain right. clicks and, and controversy, like that. They've become this manufacturer. They they manufacture controversies themselves, even though they'll turn right. around and criticize people for doing it. You know what I mean? Um, whereas, yeah. Whereas I I have a lot of sympathy for or not sympathy empathy or whatever for for like Sam Harris who never says anything out of context, but people right. take him, people like quote mine him constantly, right? Um, right. And I think, honestly, he's probably the most intellectually honest skeptic and atheist, I think, currently, like, you know, uh, writing and, and speaking. Um, um, and so anyways, I, I had, got, had this debate on Facebook with a couple people in this group, and, of course, they were trying to contend that Sam Harris is a bigot and a, and a racist. Right. And, and I was, and I, you know, I don't want to get into details. Obviously, it's just, it's just too, too much. But like, I, I just kept repeating. Like, they would say something, and I'd be like, "That doesn't repeat what I said. That just repeats again what you, what you were saying." Right. And right. This, this thread went on for like probably thirty, forty posts, and eventually right. the person just, eventually the person just left, left the thread. Right. And he had clearly gotten. He didn't get too personal, but he had clearly gotten a bit more. Upset about it. Like, I wasn't upset. I was like, I'm not upset because I know for a fact that he's not a bigot. You know what I mean? Like, he, I read in, like, I find the most telling thing is like, okay, what have you read about Sam Harris? Oh, I read a salon article about him and other people's criticisms of him. And I'm like, have you read any any of his books? No. Have you watched any of his talks? (laughs) Oh. And I'm like, well, how can you, how can you possibly have an opinion on what he has to say if all your only exposure to him is through other people's, like, editorial. Yeah, I agree, which is why I I really try to stay away from... Honestly, I I stay away from pretty much all blogs now, um, all op-eds, and and, and partially to Gamergate, which we we don't have to get into, but we could. Um, I kind of don't pay attention to any journalism either. Um, and I'm not trying to say that all journals are evil. Not even all game journals are evil. I just I have felt so not personally burned, but just sort of burnt out 
by the experience of gaining information online, which doesn't seem to have any real editorial, you know, requirement to it. And and I say seem because I don't know, maybe they do, and I just don't like it. And, and you know, that's that's ultimately a different issue. But um, it, it it has become increasingly frustrating for me to see articles with titles like "Does Sam Harris hate everyone?" Because it's like, well, that's not responsible. That's not journalism. That's just that that's that's trying to start a fire for the sake of it. Well, maybe not even for the sake of it, for the sake of clicks, for the sake of ads. And look, I get it. Like, online things need to have page views. But when you start sacrificing integrity or honesty or even just references to original sources for the sake of clicks, and I'm not, you know, I'm not delusional about it. I know that there has always been a relationship between commerciality and, and the press. And the press has had to pay, well, in the past, press had to pay for the press. <laughs> they had to pay for the paper. They had to pay for the ink. So yeah. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist and that shouldn't exist. It's just when it becomes so incestuous and there doesn't seem to be any um, desire at all to keep a separation there, I, I just shut off. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see, like, for example, I'm definitely talking shit about these people. Daily Dot. Like, I saw an article on Daily Dot that I think the headline was something to the effect of raging misogyny in the atheist community. And yeah. right off the bat, I was like, fuck. And I started reading, and it was basically just parenting allegations, but as if fact. Now, as I've said several times publicly, I'm not saying that, uh, that misogyny does not exist in the atheist circles. Yeah. But I have never encountered evidence that it does. And every single time, and this is literally true, like, I, although it is anecdotal, every single time I've asked someone, well, what is the evidence for this? I am always told some manner of, it's not my job to do your homework for you. Um, I'm not going to rehash everything. There are plenty of links. And, and I've said a few times to people, like, I'm just asking for one single reference, just one. Just one time that someone can point to where, you know, a guy did X. Yeah. I, that's all I really want. And I don't think that's too much to ask for. Like, if this were a scientific thing, that would be at least the amount that would be required. And every single time, someone just throws the old, you know, cop out. And so it's like, okay, well, until this is a proved claim, it's just a claim. And I'm not going to lend it any more credence than anything else, because why the hell should I? Um, so I'll stop there. <laughs> I find that there's a over-conflation of, the word, of of the word misogyny with sexism. Because, oh, absolutely. Because misogyny is is the hatred of women, right? Yeah. So, now, I think we all have biases. Yeah. Yeah, we all have biases, and I think, like, it's actually, uh, okay, to, to make a statement like uh, there is misogyny in the atheist movement um, is a completely bland statement. Like, there right, is exactly. It's meaningless. Because, because atheists, like, and the other thing is that there's no, like, you know, I would agree, I would argue that sexism and or misogyny is a problem wherever it exists, no matter how yeah. small, right? Right, and, right. But to state that it's in the atheist movement as if like, oh my god, I'm like, I'm not really that surprised because there's nothing about atheism that prevents people from having... Oh no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, there are total assholes out there who are atheists. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. No guarantee of anything. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, this is not an excuse to not, of course, combat it when you see it. Um, right. But I'm also, too, like, uh, I'm, I'm way past this whole, like, like, I really hate it when people condemn people, out, like, right. Like, you know, like, I know people who have sexist attitudes, 
But like, I don't necessarily think that that person is an absolute horror of a human being. Uh, I have more pity for those people than anything else because I think that either they, the way they live their life or the way they've been raised, they haven't been exposed to enough positive attitudes towards certain things, right? Right. And, and I don't think that the tactics that some people take are all that effective. Now, that's not no. the same thing, shut up. I think, you know what, if you want to take the tactic of being a man-hater, you have your right to free speech. You go, yeah. but do not tell me I'm a woman-hater if I just yeah. disagree <laughs> with your tactic. It's not the same fucking thing. Like, I had someone even say to me, like, what, what, what is it, like, if you're, like, if you're not a social justice warrior, then you're not for social justice. And oh, there we go. If someone identifies <laughs> as a social justice warrior, that like like the literal word, literal words of this person criticizing me were, well, uh, what's the uh, what's the opposite or or what's the alternative? Non-social justice? Like you're not, you can't possibly be that obtuse. <laughs> <laughs> like people yeah, I, are. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, I, I have, I mean, that's a, that's a whole other big ball of wax, I, but, but it kind of fits into everything, which is I, I have I have objections when, in any discussion, people do what I feel like are just techniques to dismiss. Um, not because some things aren't worthy of dismissal, but because I... I, I I like to arrive at a conversation in good faith that I am going to try to have a conversation and not just try to preach or whatever, um, even if that is part of my motivation. So when I see people do things like, oh, you're just duly do, you're just, it's like, well, let's not go down that road because, uh, you know, it, first of all, it's a bit of an homonym, so it, it's a lot of fallacy, but second, it's, that doesn't further the conversation. And, and I, I, what I'm trying to get to do is you mentioned bigot. Um, I, First of all, I actually don't have a huge problem with that word because if you look it up, it just says not liking a group of people because of who they are. Well, you know what? There's a lot of groups that fall under that for me. Um, I don't tend to like Republicans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm bigoted against them. But And I know when people use it, what they're really saying is there are certain groups of people that we have all generally agreed we should not be mean to, like – whether it's a different uh, ethnicity or whether it's a different gender. And I understand that sentiment, but what really bothers me, um, and I am going to name names here, is that, oh, it was probably years ago now, but I happened to catch a piece of a video that people were pissing and moaning about where uh, Rebecca Watson said something about, I don't remember what it was for or anything, but she said uh, that Thunderfoot, who had said something about her, was a bigot. Now, I'm not saying he isn't. I don't know him. Um, maybe he is. And so that everyone is clear, I'm not a fan of hers, and I'm not a fan of his. I have seen enough of his work, in quotes, that I thought was full of just as much bullshit as what he has criticized that he lost me. Now, does he care? No. I'm, I'm sure he doesn't know who the fuck I am and doesn't care. But... It, it, that doesn't change the fact that, and I called him on it. I was like, this is horseshit and this is why. Um, I called her on stuff too. This is horseshit and this is why. But what I didn't appreciate about her statement was she was, she was dismissing him. She was saying he is not a valid person to listen to. His, his opinions are not valid to consider because of the B word. Now, as I said, he may be one, but 
The only reason to say that is to do that. And that's what I object to. It's like, okay, well, fine, Rebecca. Like, you don't like him, fine. That, that's totally fine to have you not like him. But to just attempt to dismiss him entirely, you yeah. wouldn't, I, I guess that's the thing, you wouldn't want that done to you. You wouldn't want to be dismissed as a woman, and you have said so several times. Uh, now, I don't expect her to change her behavior. She sits in a nice ivory tower where people validate her constantly. And, you know, whatever. Like, that's, that's what it is. And he, too, I would argue, also sits in a tower where people validate him constantly. I mean, I don't know about you, Terry, but I've actually had at least three discussions with people where they, where I've questioned a number of issues around these people. And someone has said, as a defense, as an argument, oh, well, have you, have you watched Thunderfoot's videos? And I'm like, yes, I have. I have watched a number of them. I'm still not convinced of this. And it's like, since when did have you watched Thunderfoot's videos become an argument for fucking anything? I mean, seriously, why, why is that? It's, it's like that, that presumes that the content of the video is flawless and perfectly argued, which, as I just established, I don't think is. And but what, but what, what that really demonstrates is that people are intellectually lazy, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah and, and, you know, and not just that way lazy. They're lazy in a lot of ways. But, I mean, right. you know, not to, get, not to get this kind of semantic argument here, but I actually think that, and because, because the guy who called, who was trying to say to me that, uh, you know, what was it? Oh, he was trying to argue with me uh, that uh, the the guy who I, I can't even remember what I was saying before. Anyway, the whole point is that he he agrees with your definition of bigot. I right. disagree. I disagree. I've got two separate definitions here, and there are some key words. So, just the Google definition says a person who is intolerant toward those toward those holding different opinions. So right. The, okay. No, that's that's good. I like that. Because, so the key is intolerance towards those. It's about intolerance intolerance towards a group of people. You can be hostile. People get so confused about the fact that I can criticize an idea, right? Uh, yeah. And it does not mean it's a personal attack. Now I understand that that you know they can get confused about it being a personal attack. But they cannot right. tell me it's a personal attack. Just because you feel personally attacked doesn't mean it is one, right? Like if I, it, like if Sam Harris say, says Islam is the mother mode of bad ideas, right? Right. Like, that is not an attack on Muslims. It's an attack on a system of beliefs. It's like it's saying it's like saying uh, uh, I don't know uh, right wing politics is the mother mode of bad ideas. Right. No one would said about that, right? No. Um, so, so here's the other definition, which I think kind of hits a bit more at what you're getting at. It says a person who strongly and and this is the operative term here, unfairly dislikes other people or ideas, meaning they can't oh, okay. justify it because I think that so ideas are included here, but like I think that Sam Harris gives a a just uh, fair. Uh, uh, outlining of why he uh, strongly dislikes the ideas yeah. held with Islam. Now, now a lot of people, if you're a postmodernist, if you're a, right. a moral relativist, then you could say that strongly or unfairly, uh, strongly and unfairly disliking, or sorry, I should say, sorry, strongly disliking any idea is being bigoted. 
if you're a moral relativist, because then you you think that there's no way that you can right. differentiate between a bad idea and a good idea, right? But I think those of us who are skeptics and live in the real fucking world know that there's a big <laughs> difference between bad ideas and good ideas. Like, this is the problem with the extreme left. It's very ideological. Oh, yeah. it's, it's just, I've got, I mean, like, I never thought, it's only just in the last few years I've realized how ideological the left wing can be, and it turns my stomach. Yeah, I'm actually really glad you brought up the Agile, because I, I found in the last few months the most um, arguments I've gone in, I gotten into were with people who supposedly are my brethren, because I Absolutely. have always been left. And um, in fact, I was just thinking about this uh, the other, uh, well, just a few minutes ago. Um, I don't know if you have have seen this bullshit idea of uh, basically the, the way to stop rape is teach men not, not to rape. And I won't get into the whole, well, men are the only ones who rape things. That's a whole different discussion. But what troubles me about that so much is, one, that people just sort of, when, when they say this, they, sh- they sort of assume that that's, like, this, this isn't up for discussion. It's like a scientific fact. It's like, well, first of all, it's, <laughs> I disagree with the premise. And second of all, I disagree with the intent behind the premise. Um, and just the other day, I... I I basically said to someone, I'm not convinced that this would work because, um, like, this presumes that it is a teachable thing. This presumes that teaching it will do – I mean, there's so many presumptions uh, contained in that that are not – well, I I don't know about unfaulted level, but I don't think that they have borne out, and I don't think they would bear out. And the last time I had this, the person was pretty pissy and just throwing shit at me, and that was fine. Like, like you, I was like, okay, well – this doesn't refute what I just said. I, I kind of did that stuff. Um, and, and at some point she said, well, you know, we should teach children about rape. And I was like, that's a different issue. Uh, teaching, making children aware of difficult issues, I completely agree with. I think that is always a good idea. I think education is always a good idea. But you didn't say that. What you said was teach boys not to rape. And those are that's one specific group with one specific idea. And I would challenge you to prove that that would be an effective measure to take. And this is the thing that... Um, maybe, let me see if I can encapsulate this. What I found on the left that frustrates me is there is so much emotion, and I understand why, attached to certain issues or causes, which is why, on the face of it, I think social justice is a great idea. But oh, yeah. The, the, the emotion seems to almost always, if not always, trump any kind of policymaking or questioning or let's see... Because when I when I told people I think this is a bullshit idea, they automatically go to oh you're defending your and I'm like no I the problem is people are raped right that that's the problem we can all agree on my question is what is the solution this is what you've proposed the solution and this is why I don't think this will solve the problem but there is so much anger behind the particular issue and I completely understand why that it seems like especially you know if a man says this. You know, p- people automatically just go to, you know, shutdown mode. Like, w- like I'm angry, therefore, here we go. And I would almost suggest that the right does a better job of dealing with it. Not always, not with everything, but, you know, I- I'm so sick and tired of agreeing with fucking Breitbart and fucking Fox News. It's increasingly happening. Like, I'll watch a bit, and they'll be like, well, we should really talk about this. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm... Yeah. Um, and I don't know what to do about it except continue to, 
you know, continue to engage should an opportunity arise and continue to say, well, I, I'm not convinced that that is the case. Right. You know, I, don't, see, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> so, like, here's my opinion of teaching men not to rape. I think, yeah. honestly, it, 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 it's a big problem when people try to take a concept and force it into one sentence, right? Like, right. Th- this is not what we need to talk about. We need to continue talk about, to talk about what we've always been talking about, which is trying to educate everybody, men and women alike, uh, about how traditional gender roles and that kind of stuff, like, and the stereotypes of man being the macho man and, and that men, right. uh, like, that men should high five when they have sex with a bunch of women and that women should be ashamed, you know, all these right. little attitudes, which are, and I mean, I don't believe in a, I'm sure you've heard me say before, I don't believe in a conspiracy-shaped patriarchy. No. I don't no. I don't believe in a conspiratorial patriarchy, but I, but I do believe that there are many parts of our society which are, still have a lot of remnants of, of of patriarchal, uh, uh, like, systems like religion, because if you look at North right. America, it's still steeped in religion, right? Like, this yeah. is just a fact. And Christianity is extremely patriar- patriarchal. It's just a fact, right? So, in, in fact, in some branches, the head of the church is called the patriarch. <laughs> so. ex- exactly. So, so my, my point is that... It, Obviously, it's about education. It isn't about tell. It's absolutely not about telling women it's their fault and telling them it's up to them to prevent it. Absolutely not. It's about teaching everybody that the added some of the attitudes that we still currently hold about sex and relationships and and women and men and their roles in those relationships are. I mean, like to me, it's neither here nor there. It, whether whether or not they there's some evolutionary imperative involved or not, it doesn't make a difference. The attitudes are not helpful, right? Like right. because I've also heard like I've I've heard people like for instance people who are really strongly against like feminism and stuff like that, like and they argue right. so vehemently. I've heard them say uh say in one breath well, uh, you know, don't think of men as hairy uh, cavemen that have no control over themselves. That's insulting, right? And yeah, I would I would agree that I do. I also find it extremely insulting, right? Right. Uh, however, in the next breath, they will justify social norms based on evolutionary imperatives, and I'm like. Right people not see that these two arguments are diametrically opposed? Like, we need to stop talking about what our imperatives are. We need to stop talking about, because, like, you know, and I've I've heard, I have friends in this movement that I've heard made these arguments, and I I kind of just stray away because I don't want to get in a fight with them. But but the point is that it doesn't matter, like, I don't, you can tell me all day that a male's biological imperative is to do X, Y, and Z. We, as hu- as the human race, have marveled at the ability to go against our biology, to go against ev- what evolution has led us to the types of behavior. So do not justify, right? Like, there's nothing wrong with framing it, right? But, like, 
it, it, it should only be brought up in the context of this is true, but it is not even for a moment a justification. It's only a it only right. And we need, if if anything, it becomes even more imperative, right? So I mean, like, a, so like I guess there's some sort of argument there that uh, in the like for males in like uh, eight, the great apes uh, family right. of animals. Uh, they spread their seed to as many women as possible to, yeah, you know, absolutely. whatever, right? And that's just an evolutionary fact, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, evil, but not, I shouldn't say evil people, but fucked up people will use that as a justification for, well, rape is a natural thing, right? right. And on the face of it, animal kingdom, we're all out in the fucking jungle, sure, rape is a natural thing. It doesn't mean it's a good thing. There's a difference, right? Right. Well, and I, actually, I would argue that, um, and this has been a problem I've really kind of stuck on for a while. So there are certain social ills like rape, like um, like slut shaming, like um, uh, what's the other? Oh, bullying. And um, the, the the conflict I see is that when I hear people say we or, or, or racism too, we, and people say we should end these things, I agree with that goal. But I, I I don't know if you've seen this um, the the oh shit the, the Alan Turing film I just forgot the title uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is in it um, the the important part is that there's a bit very early on where he we're we're seeing the the school kids kick the shit out of it and yeah. he and he he in voiceover explains that violence feels good and 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 this is this is you know this is a empirical fact like we could we we have shown uh, like in video game studies, we've, we've shown people images of violence or, 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 or footage of, like, you know, doing something in a video game, and their aggression levels go up, and, and their testosterone... I think their testosterone goes up in, in men, and, and the dopamine... And I'm getting some of this wrong, of course. I'm not a scientist in that regard. But the point being that the impetus that makes us... Like, it, feel, it, it feels good to hurt other people to some degree. Um, uh, it, it feels good to gang up on people. It feels good to feel like you're part of the proper group and go against the non-proper group, as some people say, in group, back group. Um, it feels good to bully. It feels good to socially dominate. Um, and, and I would argue that as long as there is adrenaline and dopamine attached to something, which we probably can't separate, uh, by any physical <laughs> means at least, um, these social ills will remain. Now, can we work to maybe minimize them? Possibly. Uh, and I, I think that, that's – actually, I think that's probable and a lot of a goal. Um, but I, I remember actually in, in one of these threads, I was talking about the whole rape thing. I said, you know, as long as control over another human being feels good, it's not going to ever end. Because well, I think – go ahead. We like control. <laughs> I, think, I, I think, personally, is that most people – are completely confused about what it is that actually makes them feel good and what doesn't. And oh, yeah. That, yeah. You know, because, because, like, I think that adre adrenaline makes you feel good, right? Yeah. Now, various various brain states can trigger adrenaline. Right. Um, and people can get very confused. And what happens is that you get a hit of adrenaline when you're in really angry. Then right. if you don't if you don't are not the type of person that reflects on 
you know, the connections of what's actually going on in your head, right? Like, then you you can get addicted to this idea of being angry because it makes you feel good, makes you feel so superior, makes you feel powerful. Yeah. But, yeah. But, however, it is actually it's just a coincidence that you that 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 or not or not a coincidence, but it's 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 unfortunate that people don't understand that there are ways to feel good that are not anger, right? Like the oh yeah, are, I agree. And and I would actually I would actually contend that if you are someone who has a bit more of an introspective life, anger mm-hmm. in the moment can feel like exhilarating, but when I yeah. reflect, it makes me feel like a piece of shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, so like, and actually, this clearly comes around, I think, to uh, to to where I am with the whole Sam Harris thing too. I read his most current book, uh, Waking Up. Have you heard about it? I think a little bit. I I've I've seen his lectures a bunch, but I've never read his books, so I am yeah. completely ignorant. <laughs> so, so his new book, I'm, I'm telling you, he should pay me royalties because I've been plugging him so much over the last. I know. <laughs> but but anyway, like. He uh, he wrote wrote this book wrote this book called Waking Up. It's about meditation, secular meditation, and oh, interesting, and, and how beneficial it can be uh, to to basically come to terms with the fact that uh, and this is going to sound really out there and almost wooish, but he I'll, I'm going to tell you he presents a good reason argument for it that the sense of self that you have is actually right. An illusion, right? That sense that you are someone behind your eyes looking out, it's hard to right. explain. But that, that, that sense of self only comes when you're thinking without realizing that you're thinking. Um, okay. And that, so there's a way of experiencing consciousness, um, whereby you're, and you can only experience it moments at a time, especially when you're first um, you know, learning to meditate, but there's a there's a a way to experience consciousness, which in fact uh, is devoid of 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 thought in this in the in the uh, uh, colloquial sense, in the sense right. that anger comes in, you become angry. It's it and and I can actually speak because I've been meditating uh, off and on now for several months, and the oh. first few times. First few times, I kind of was like, okay, like, nothing's happening. I was just sitting there with my eyes closed, listening to my breath. But I noticed, because he, Sam Harris talks in his book a lot about how we always have this constant inner running monologue. Like, where are my keys? Oh, I forgot my keys again. Oh, shit. Right. I'm going to be late for work. Oh, if I'm late for work, my boss is going to be pissed off. Blah, 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 blah. And the, and the list goes on, right? We yeah. have this pretty well perpetual inner monologue and so one of the things I watch for and he says to watch for is when you first start meditating is to notice how difficult it is to shut that inner monologue off whether it's right. stuff or just images coming without you realizing they're coming and the first thing to do is to notice how difficult it is to focus on the breath and to ignore not ignore but uh, to really notice when thoughts arise in your head. Once I started realizing how difficult it was and how 
futile it was for me to try to wipe my mind clean. Once I realized that, I actually realized the point is to, is to not try to wipe your, wipe your mind for your thoughts, but to actually pay attention to what it is that you're thinking. So what I found, and I obviously, I can't verify this in the lab, this is all just, a, like a personal empirical look at consciousness, right? Uh huh. So what I found is that the more I practice, the more an emotion rises in my mind and I actually am able to go, like it's almost like it rises to the surface and I can look at it in air quotes, of course, like look at it and right. <laughs> notice it before it takes over. So if my wife says something to me that would ordinarily like really piss me off and get me going, the emotion <laughs> rises first. And then I notice it, and then I have this opportunity before it takes over to go, you know what, that, like, like when you look, it actually, the actual act of noticing it and looking at it and thinking about it for a second almost completely extinguishes it. That's interesting. I, it, I think I've experienced something like that, but, yeah, yeah. Well, well and Harris kind of says that we all experience this it's the same thing that it's a similar thing that happens when you get lost in your work or you're in a very right. strong fight or flight type of uh type of response sometimes you're just zoned in completely on a task because what in effect is happening is that your attention is so focused your inner monologue just mutes because all your attention has to be focused on this one thing right right so, it's the same way, like, to make, if you're upset, to make yourself feel better, a lot of people will read their favorite book or watch their favorite show, and it focuses their attention enough that they can get their, that inner talk to silence and they feel better. The difference, the difference between a focused attention on something you like, or say, thinking happy thoughts, is recognizing that it isn't just that, it is also recognizing that that inner monologue, that that feeling of you being neurotic is actually a complete illusion. So you can actually extinguish mm. it without right. having because like what if you're in a situation where you can't distract yourself with good thoughts or a good distraction? The, right. the ability yeah. to extinguish that feeling would be a valuable tool, right? Yeah, and, I, I completely agree. <laughs> well and, and, I, and I, I know I'm blabbering on, but this last thing I'm going to mention, like, they, in, in the book, too, he talks about how it is possible to also have quasi-psychedelic experiences when you're meditating. Huh. And, and like, I hadn't experienced anything like that until last night. I, I did a full 27 minutes, and wow. Sam, Harris, Sam Harris actually has, like, uh, a couple of guided um meditations on his website and and so that's, those are the ones I like the most um, so I used his long one which is 27 minutes I sat there and so I'm getting it's getting easier for me to kind of get to this more kind of like quiet mind state and I got there fairly quickly and just to, after at some point with my eyes closed I started having these like almost like Colorful, like explosions, c colors behind huh. my eyelids, 
and not just like when you close your eyes and press on your eye, you know, you kind of see like red. Oh and yeah, red. I was about to say I've done that. <laughs> it was it was more like um, it was more like just these vibrant waves of color and like literally like poof, like a little explosion of blue, green, red, like all through the back, like in my mind. And, and like, you know, and I know I say, I probably sound like fucking Deepak Chopra over here, but like, I, I don't, it was crossing my mind a little bit, <laughs> but, but I don't, I don't think this means anything about the universe. Like I don't now right, think that I right. want with the mind of the universe. I don't believe in anything, uh, right. no evidence. I, I just think that the human mind is capable of more than just moving from one hit of pleasure to the next. Oh, I'm gonna watch. Oh, that. sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's a wellness or a happiness um, to be obtained that's greater than just playing your favorite video game, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I find the idea intriguing, and, and it's not that I would have denied it. I just don't really consider it. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's, it's what a lot of a lot of uh, skeptics and atheists kind of feel is that they they haven't considered it, and a lot of people find it. They do find it a little spooky, so it, it, it's hard to accept it. But you kind of, if you're a good skeptic too, you also always have an open mind. And if you, yeah. if, if you give Sam Harris's argument a chance and listen to it, you realize he's not saying anything very controversial. And, uh, and, and if anything, right. uh, I think that, like, I was never religious. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been really religious. So, but I love the thought of community. I love that of being able to stretch my mind and and have something more than just the day to day. You know, oh, I just got a blowjob, or I just, you know what I mean, or I just got. <laughs> it's always blowjob. Like, yeah, who doesn't, right? But I mean, like, <laughs> there's got to be. Oh, I shouldn't say that. There's. I shouldn't say there's got to be. I should say that. I believe that there's the human mind is capable of more than that. You know what I mean? Okay. And not a metaphysical way, not a supernatural right. way. In right. purely a introspective, right, a consciousness type of way, right? Um, but the problem is you can't prove it in a lab. The only way to prove it right. is to try it. And it doesn't mean that everybody is capable of it. I do believe everybody is, but part of it is just being kind of not screwed those, those Kegel muscle exercises. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I, actually, it's interesting you say it's not provable a lot because I saw this maybe half-hour lecture on YouTube, uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago by Dr. Um, Michio Kaku. I don't know if you're aware of him, but he... He helped develop string theory. He's, you know, a genius, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not quite as famous as people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, although I don't know why, because he is, he's up there. You know, he, he knows his shit and he does it well. And he, the, the talk was about basically what the future is going to look like and why. And one of the points you brought up was that we will be able to record people's dreams. And one of the things you said about that was that we are already in a place technologically where we can we can measure some aspects of the brain. You know, we can connect a certain wavelength to a certain emotion, that sort of thing. And this is only going to improve. So at some point what will happen is 
will have something reading the brain waves and it will have a more full vocabulary of what those brain waves mean in that context. And so when the person who is dreaming sees a sparrow, the computer will know, it will recognize that imagery and it will project that. And so now I don't know how far off this is. I'm, I'm guessing decades at the very least. Um, but that was made clear to me that you know, the the experience of the mind that we currently basically have no access to, um, it's really only a matter of time be- before we do. And then sort of the, the implications of that are, well, what what will we do with that? And I don't know. Um, but I, th- that's actually one huge reason why I really get tired of people who, and, uh, and my, my mom and I got into this many moons ago um, on Facebook, of course, where basically I was making the argument that everything that we experience occurs in the brain and that there is evidence to back this up. And she pulled out the old thing people often do of like, oh, well, what about love? And I said, well, we, we actually know exactly what that is. It's a combination of, of hormones that are stimulated under certain circumstances. Now, why is it that, you know, with my wife or in your case with your wife, you have those chemical injections more so than with the average woman we might see on the street? I don't know, but it, 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 it's not a mystery box anymore. It is a, a puzzle, um, you know, a Rubik's Cube, if you will, that will be solved. Maybe it'll take yeah. a long time to get well, to understand the exact chemicals involved and the proportions and all that stuff, but we know well, and I, that... Go, yeah, ahead, go ahead, sir. No, I was just oh, going to no, say, no. I think that's actually a, there's actually a really simple question uh to that idea of why with more, more with one than with another. Oh, really? And, oh, okay, what is it? <laughs> I think the simplest answer is that, uh, in fact, uh, you know, when you first met your uh, wife, there probably wasn't any more really than any other. And Interesting. That, okay. Uh, that, that, in fact, it's, it's a, it, first of all, the human memory is... Um, shit Locked, at least uh, <laughs> yeah. it is absolute shit second of all the uh, our memory of emotional type things are is even worse um, right so in so the the reality of it is is that especially trying to reflect it, after the first one or two times that you dated your wife would you say that you like this person you might say yeah this person yeah. shows a bit promise than the last person yeah, exactly. but it wouldn't like but if someone said are you going to marry this woman you would probably say how the fuck am i going to know so yeah exactly yeah. so so you know there i'm not saying that we can't say there's a high or a low blip but um you know in fact uh to quote uh tim Minchin, if i didn't have my wife i'd probably have somebody else yeah, you know, like, yeah. like life is just it happens, right? Like people want to give meaning to why do I like this person more than the other, and in quite a, quite frankly, it has nothing to do with anything except just your circumstance. You're with this person, right. and they happen to be compatible, and you spent right. more time with them, and all the events that led. I'm not saying that there aren't. Obviously, there are people who are more compatible than others, but 
to attribute any meaning to it except just the random chance that you guys that you guys met and got together. It, there's right. like there's no evidence for that, right? So like I would I would say that that you know if if I mean if if Adriana died tomorrow, God forbid, or not God forbid, but whatever. Hopefully, <laughs> whatever. But I don't want that to happen. But if Adriana died tomorrow. And, like, you know, obviously I'd be in a mess for however long, year, two years, whatever, um, however long. But I wouldn't think to myself I'm never going to find uh, necessarily another love like her because, right. you know, I, I we built – and when I look back on our relationship, I mean, every relationship has its ups and downs. And yeah. at every point along that path, it could have gone either way. You know what I mean? Like it could have gone badly yeah. or gone well, and we were just very fortunate that the two of us are sensible enough that we can work together and we can, and you know, like we we uh, are willing to collaborate and compromise and work towards a healthy relationship. And you know, I think that there's plenty of people out there who are like that, and all you have to do is find someone like that. Now maybe that's difficult, but like they're out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then all we have to do is spend time together and cultivate cultivate the relationship, right? So anyway, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's that's sort of what I was getting at was like we want there to be mystery to this and there to be something special to this, and I would suggest that the reason we want that is because without it, we are faced with the inevitable fact that, as you said, like we're we're stacks of meat walking around bumping into each other and. What does that say then about us, you know, on sort of a, a higher level? And, and what it says is that, that we're, we're not significant. We're, we're stardust reorganized and, and people find that terrifying because it's like, well, if, well, if we're not special, then, you know, uh, and, and which is why I often, <laughs> whenever these issues come up or many like them, my answer is almost always because we fear death. I yeah. think that answers just about everything. Uh, I mean, being hyperbolic, of course, but, there's so many things where someone will do something or say something like, why do they? And we're like, oh, right, because they're afraid of death. Because <laughs> cause it, eventually it kind of goes back to that. And, you know, it's like, well, why would they want to do this? Oh, because it leads to this, which leads to this, which leads to this, which makes sense if you're afraid of death, which all of us are. And so yeah. there's a lot of tricky stuff that happens. Um, and, on that and, note, unfortunately, we have to start wrapping up. But uh, But go ahead. I'll just say this one thing. And I think to that point, um, even more than just saying we're afraid of death, it's just that the human mind, evolute from an evolutionary standpoint, uh, you know, evolved to understand the world from a personal perspective, which means that right. everything that we see in the world, without using uh, a scientific method, which helps us get past our biases, um, right. if we're living steeped in our biases, then we will naturally everything that happens to us, whether it's a rock falling on our head or, you know, getting that job that you were trying for, uh, you know, you're going to interpret that in this extremely personal way and and you're going to attribute meanings to things where meanings don't exist, right? So this is the whole point of rational inquiry is to try to divorce our biases from our view on the world, right? So, like, Get all things being equal, we without science, we would just just like it was before the Enlightenment, 
we would be right. walking around worried that God was going to smite our fucking heads if we, you know, looked, you know, if we did the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's it's quite true. Um, with that, uh, you and all, um, I will do uh, my bit, and then we'll turn it. Oh, well, wait. Oh, no, no. I'm, God, I always get this wrong. I, I, it's my stupid bit, and I always get it wrong. Okay, so, so Terry, um, it is now time for you to share where people can find you, should they want to or choose. You you have a Tumblr blog, right? I do. I, my Tumblr is analyzed atheist. That's analyzed with a Y. dot tumblr. dot com. And uh, I don't. I haven't been blogging a lot lately. Uh, um, however, um, you can also hear my rantings and ravings on uh, Reapso Radio, um, which you can find at reapsoradio. dot com. And uh, you can um, you can find me on Twitter, which is at analyzed atheist. If anyone's interested, and in, in, I don't tweet a lot, so I'm not. I haven't been <laughs> good. With, I haven't. I haven't been very good with like these like the written form lately. Uh, I really enjoy just being able to get on a podcast and 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 yak because uh, you know well 100. I get it. I'll be honest with you. What? How many characters is it for Twitter messages? It's 100. And, I think it's 140. Yeah, 140 characters is not enough for me. Like. Right. You know, yeah. I like to use words that have 140 characters. It's just not um, for me. Third and fourth floor, yeah. Sorry, somebody asked me directions. Um, that's the problem with being on the phone outside. Um, I, yeah, it's actually it's funny you say that, and, and I, I do have to keep wrapping up uh, because I, that's exactly why I uh, have not yet officially semi-shut down, uh, semi-retired semi atheistasshole.com because I was finding that I was forcing everything like I was forcing posting, I was for and and it was like, well, Anton, why you know why are you doing this? What are you getting out of this? And uh, what I ultimately concluded was uh, not that much. <laughs> so so yeah, well, it's it's much more enjoyable to just chat with people and throw that up somewhere because you don't have to worry about editing, um, at least not quite so much or quite in the same way. Yeah, well, and I think too that like like I I, I like I said I don't use my blog that much anymore, and I thought about shutting it down, but I'm like, you know what? I still get people occasionally, like once, once I say once a month or 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 so. I still get people who are finding my blog, reading posts from like years ago, and wow. then <laughs> following me. And oh and, wow, that's crazy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm why? I mean, not that I think that I'm this great gift to the world. Obviously, I don't. <laughs> but some people enjoy what I write, and you know, I, there's nothing up there I'm ashamed of. So you right. know, just let it stand until Tumblr goes away. You know what I mean? Like it. I mean, I'm not that attacked, yeah. but that if Tumblr shut down, I would be like, oh my god, part of my life is gone. I wouldn't feel like that. But yeah. you know, as long as Tumblr is going, I'll leave it there. And if people want to read it, I say, and they enjoy it, go for it. Right. So. I, and I, I mean, that's pretty much how I feel because I, I still get comments on atheistoffle.com, uh, and I, I still respond to them. And I just, I have no. There's like two pieces. Written pieces I, I still plan to do um, specifically for that site, for that domain, and I'll continue to pay for the do- domain. But yeah, it's like as long as WordPress is around, it'll be there, and I'll just leave it. Um, and uh, since I'm referring to all this stuff, okay, so uh, the, uh, the Twitter is Anton A. Hill. Uh, for anyone who wants to tweet at me or, uh, or yell about me or whatever, uh, the YouTube channel is exactly the same, only no at, so it's just Anton A. Hill YouTube, uh, which is where this goes and where the uh, the gaming show called Games Experiment goes. And I apologize for last week. I did not realize until after the fact that sound had not recorded. I still don't know exactly why. 
But that doesn't matter. It didn't record, so we lost that whole one, which really fucking sucks because we were having a great conversation about uh, the game Hatred. Um, but hey, you know, uh, it's an experiment, so what can you do? Um, uh, yeah, I think that's all. Well, the announcement hasn't happened yet, so I won't plug that. So yeah, I guess uh, if people want to find that stuff. So as tradition dictates, and we all know tradition is important, Terry, word, phrase, paragraph, or whatever you want to say, the final word goes to you. And this this time, uh, since I'm not clicking on a stop a broadcast button, I'm actually going to just be touching a button that does the same thing. So I will cut you off when I think you're done. The final word goes to you, sir. Uh, I would tell all atheists and skeptics out there, keep an open mind, try meditation, try introspection, and, uh, you know, try, just because you're a skeptic doesn't mean that you can't even improve and, and see that part of your life. Do it.